This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have a very Hispanic guest today. <laughs> Thank a you. super Mexican guest today as mexican as it gets Mm -hmm. so mexican she only wears red white and green everywhere she goes (laughs) she pees out hot sauce uh tiffany del real yeah hello everybody hola todos nomas voy a hablar en español porque soy tan mexicana that's right she said she wants to have sex (laughs) it'll never that's what she said not with you david ever so that's not even what I said, but, <laughs> but right. that's how I took it. So I got uncomfortable. Uh, I'm like, do you like That's going to be on that weird Reddit page that we were talking about. Damn it. <laughs> no, that needs to stop existing. So there's this weird uh, JK Films or is it JK News? I don't even know. But it's like this weird JK Films Reddit page. And I found out through this one time when I was on JK News and she was mentioning something called fanfics. Mm-hmm. And fanfics. Fanfic. Fic. Fanfic. 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 And that's like yeah. for fictional. Yeah. So fanfic is for it's like they create stories and it's it's always sexual right yep about whatever person it could be a celebrity or somebody that they know or some shit like that mm-hmm. and they have one for like the jk uh films women yeah <laughs> yuck there was a video where byron like we did a reaction video he did? or something like that i didn't know that yeah, because when you guys mentioned it, I was like, okay, let me see what this shit is. And dude, it's a Reddit page. Yeah. It's a fucking Reddit page. It's weird. It's, it's some so weird, weird shit. I don't know. I haven't seen it recently, but I did see it many years ago. I forgot how I even Oh, it's been around for years? It. Yeah, years. Because I remember, I, I can't remember how I came across it, but I do remember someone mentioning like, oh, there's this fanfic about you and Jew. And that's the first time I had ever heard about that term too. So then I Googled it and I was like, oh my God, they had some like weird scenes with me i just i don't even like to talk about it i'm getting uncomfortable that's fucking crazy dude yeah they um how does that feel though because I, you know what i always think about with you is that because you came on later on into the whole uh social media universe right specifically mm-hmm. because you you were just an extension of casey at that time right yeah and so i don't think your idea or what you thought you would be doing would be this never so isn't it kind of weird that there's people writing fucking sex stories about you because they fantasize about you that's that's, uh. you know what's crazy so you know when they were doing the the deep fake stuff deep fakes oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's we did that on jk news where they where they superimpose the celebrity's face yeah on a video like a porn video or something yeah so i found out that they did that of me as well and the reason why I found out is because, you know, motherboard, Vice, like Vice motherboard, mm-hmm. it's like a, a news yeah, source yeah. thing where they talk about like online stuff. So they hit me up on Twitter saying, hey, we want to interview you for this piece that we're writing about around deep fakes. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would they want to interview me? 
And they were like, yeah, you, you have one. Like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, what? what the fuck? I have one? Oh, my God. So then when I tried Googling it, it was already taken down. So I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah, I, we did like a phone interview and stuff. And then later on, I looked up that article because I never got notified if I ever went up or anything. Yeah. And I looked at the article and they didn't use any of my stuff where I'm like, oh, but it's OK. I'm good because I don't want to be you know, like tied to that stuff, like But that forever. stuff became hyper controversial because of just like identity theft or alone. Yeah, it's I mean, scary. Just because like it's even though it's not them, it clearly it's fake. It's still like an invasion of their privacy. Well, okay, right? that's exactly what she was interviewing me about. Like how, how do you feel that even though this isn't your body, it's still your face and your image that's being used for something like this? And I, I was just telling her, I'm like, it really does feel like a violation because I it's just it's not done with my consent and something it's so strange that mm. I, I mean this is probably why they didn't use me for the interview because i really couldn't put into words like what it actually feels like yeah because i was mentioning too how i have a son and he's 11 you know so i'm like I'm, i don't oh, want yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his friends to come across it or like him to come across this stuff and that's just a whole nother fear that it reminds me back in the day where because i used to watch the show monk did you ever see monk yeah so you know how he had a like Sharona, the girl yeah, that yeah, was yeah. helping him. So his assistant, and there was this one episode where she took some like not nude, like fully nude photos, but she did take some like in lingerie when she was really young, and she had a son. And there was this whole episode about how this guy had these photos about her, like of her, and was trying to blackmail her. And mm. she was just like, you know, my son, like I don't want him to be exposed to this or whatever. And at the end of the episode. It ended up being like she had a conversation with her son about it. But I don't know. For some reason, that episode really stuck with me. And I saw that even before I had Isaac. It reminded Isaac. you of that situation. It totally reminded me of that. Where I'm like, I don't want my kid to be like, he shouldn't have to be exposed to that. Especially because that wasn't even something that I, I chose to even do. Like, that's something that someone even like just did it. I want somebody to make a deep fake of me, but on a better body. I would love that shit. I would fucking, I would be quite grateful, but it better be something highly inaccurate. I want it to be like this buff ass body. And I'm like, yep, that is me. That that actual sex tape is me. That's my sex tape. You're going to try to sell it and be like, hey. I'm doing my own deep fake. <laughs> like, who would release this, guys? <laughs> who, who would release this like deep fake? Like a Kim Kardashian sex tape that she's, she, Exactly. That's what exactly. You do it yourself. It's like, what, what bastard would release this sex tape of me getting my dick sucked by this beautiful woman? Who would do such a thing? And I want advice to hit me up. How do you feel about it? Oh, I feel so torn. I feel Stupid. like if I had a kid, I don't want my kid to know about this type of stuff, man. You're so dumb. <laughs> when you were, um, you know, it's interesting because when we first met, like, I don't think I I knew about Isaac until later on. Really? Right? Because so, I don't, I'm not sure if Isaac, Isaac was probably there, but I wasn't. I didn't notice him until like maybe the second or third time. And I was like, I oh. mean, you didn't even notice me uh, the yeah. first like five times we met. That's because you're a chameleon, dude. That's not my <laughs> fucking fault, dude. And you didn't talk that much either. You're very timid and shy. Yeah. You were super timid and shy. Yeah. And at that time too, I didn't really know Casey that well either. True. I actually, you know, out of all the JK guys, Casey was the first person that I met. Oh, really? It was Casey that I met and I spoke to. And then Casey introduced me to Barton Joe. I did not know that. Yeah. So Casey was the first person I met in JK oh, Films. Oh, crazy. How, where did you guys meet? Uh, San Diego Asian Film Festival. And this oh. is the KC that maybe you met too. Greasy Casey. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Long haired, greasy Casey. Yeah. Remember when Casey had like the long hair and the mustache <laughs> yeah. and, and the earrings. And the, oh, he had earrings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does he still have the holes for his ears or are they closed up now? I don't know. But I know he still has a hoop, like these tiny little hoop earrings. And I'll find them sometimes when we move or whatever. I'm like, why do you still have? 
have these. He's like, they're my hoop earrings. <laughs> dude, memories, man. You can't you can't get rid of that type of stuff, dude. Yeah, because he, he used to say like, yeah, Michael Jordan would wear it all the time. I'm like, that was in the 90s. <laughs> like, move on, man. It's our heroes, dude. We can't like move away from them. Yeah, when I, I actually met both of them, uh, when I met Bart and Joe, mm-hmm. I couldn't click who they were. Um, and then when I was having a conversation with, them, I was like, fuck, I know who these guys are because there was a video that they did. It was the Korean history channel. Oh, yeah. And then me and me and my cousins and my brother were watching it over Thanksgiving. I think a couple years back before I met them, before I started doing oh, YouTube crazy. and I was in tears fucking laughing. <laughs> like it was when I, I, and it was when I used to go to Davis. I didn't go to the school, but I used to just go to Davis, just get drunk and shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, a couple of my friends went there and they showed me that video there. And then I brought it over to Thanksgiving. And my cousins, I used to laugh at that video all wow. the fucking time. And so I remember, I was like, dude, I know who you guys are. And they're like, oh, what's up? Where do you guys, where did you see me from? And I was like, I saw you. I was like, because of you guys, now people know how to imitate Korean people. Oh, cool. Nobody knew how to imitate a Korean person prior to that video that they made. Wow. So the whole like, yeah. <laughs> nobody understood that voice cadence unless you were Korean or Japanese or something. But they knew how to do it very oh, wow. fucking well. And a- after that shit, everybody started making fun of Korean people. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, I got nothing. You know? That's funny. And so they were the source of that shit. They actually were the father of like really getting that Korean accent out. Oh, crazy. Yeah, because nobody else could do it as well. Wow. The first video that I saw, it was the, the boyfriend one. Which was that the one? The one where they're like, hey, what's up, my boyfriend? And, yeah, and uh, Rick is in it. Yeah, 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 And they're yeah, all yeah. just calling each other. Like, you know how girls call each other like girlfriends? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, yeah, that's my boyfriend right there. I'll die for my boyfriend. I remember dying at that. That shit was so funny. And then the fuck one where they just said fuck for oh, every yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. I was like, dude, they're fucking hilarious. When you, wait, how did you first meet uh, Casey? Uh, so I met Casey because I used to love listening to Wax. Like... Oh. yeah his music i was i was a wax fan and so i would go to his shows and and then that's where i met casey at one of the shows because my ex introduced me to to wax and we would listen to his stuff all the time and every time he came out with a new like cd or whatever it was we would always get it and but i couldn't go to his shows early on because i wasn't 21 yet and mm-hmm. his shows were always 21 and over in la and so finally when i turned 21 i went to one of his shows and then that's when I met like Jay and AK because they were doing like BTS of his shows. Mm. And then Casey was there. And I was like, oh, dang, that's so cool. Like I get to meet the people that are behind creating his music videos because I was a big fan of his music videos. And I remember following them all on Facebook and just like on Facebook, like we would like each other's stuff. And then one time Casey sent me this message and he's like, hey, I forgot what he wrote exactly, but... Bottom line is, he was complimenting me on my amazing smile, and he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, Casey, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking working that shit, boy." Yeah, and Let's so talk. he was, he was pretty much saying like, "Hey, you know, I work on like a lot of music videos and commercial work, and I would love to have you featured in some something of mine." And I remember at that time I was with my ex, and we were Sorry. eating at a restaurant, and I like I got the notification on my phone for the Facebook message, and I read it, and I was like. <gasps> oh my god he's actually like oh my god and i remember feeling these like butterflies in my stomach but i was like hold on because i'm a loyal ass bitch i was like no just no yeah <laughs> i'm not feeling these feelings yeah um hey but, we'll fucking push those butterflies down yeah, and shit. We'll fuck yeah it, eh? we'll, no <laughs> so then uh but it was funny because my boyfriend at the time got so jealous of course he was he was so jealous and i was just like but why i'm not gonna leave you for him like, like hello i want to fuck wax man what the fuck? <laughs> Right? Fuck him. You get the fuck him. I'll get the fuck him, man. Mm. 
But yeah, so I don't know. And that, that was like what really hit it off. Because at that time, he was vacationing in France with his family. And so that's like one, like the first link to France that we had. And that's mm. the reason why we got married out there. Because then the second link was when we first had, when I first met his parents and they met Isaac, we went to a French restaurant in Hollywood. Oh. And so it was just like all these little like things that linked us to France. But anyway, yeah, that's how we met through Wax. And... And yeah, like we just really started connecting online. And then once my boyfriend and I had broken up, there was another wax show coming up. And I was like, hey, Casey, are you going to go to Wax's show? Cause Look at you, you fucking, fucking cochina, <laughs> dude. Look at you trying to get on that Chinese fucking bandwagon, dude. <laughs> you, just, you know you wanted to see him. That's fucking cute. Yeah. No, Casey, yeah, he was the first guy that really gave me those butterflies where I was like, oh. <gasps> Because honestly, I have like the worst track record. Remember, I'm into deep tiff. Like I just, for some reason, really would get dude. into relationships with guys I wasn't even into. And I'm like, how did I get here? I'm too nice. So what, What? how long were you with this other guy for? <laughs> Three years. <laughs> God damn, bitch. Three fucking years? Yeah, three years. Um, it was crazy because we actually got engaged towards the end. Tiffany. I know. And I was like. Because he he proposed in public, like there was no way I could have said no. Especially being into deep tiff, there was no fucking way. Oh, I with, that, said with that. your personality back in the day, obviously no. But I've literally seen on Twitter where somebody was like, "Nah," in public, had like the whole flowers. I saw that. Do you saw that yeah, video? Yeah, that, Dude, shit, that was, shit was soul crushing. They, they even got like a, a sound guy and a camera guy, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Well, that guy's fucking dumb too. Of because course, he should have known. Like, how do you not know? Because usually, I mean, girls are not very subtle when they want a proposal. Yeah, I mean, they're pre- <laughs> no, they're pretty <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? Like, Mario was the type of person where, like, I remember this wasn't even a sign; it was like a fucking foghorn in the face. Like, we, uh, I was just chilling. I fucking tell the story all the time where it was like a glass of water. I was like, "Can you uh, pass me that glass of water? I'm thirsty." And she's like, "I don't see a ring on this finger." I'm like, "What? Wow, what does that got to do with the glass of water? I'm thirsty. What the fuck, bitch? Like, you really the- weren't talking about it at no, all previously." She goes, she goes, "I don't see a ring on this finger." I'm like. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck wow. does that mean? I was like, maybe I should propose to her. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe she wants a ring. I think that's a sign, dude. That's funny. Fucking aggressive. So you were together with for three years. Hold on. You can't say his name. Oh, did I say his name? You did. Okay. Cut that shit out. All right, we'll cut that shit out. <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to fucking blank that shit out. Hey, watch that shit, dude. David So has editing on this podcast. We're not going to say his fucking name. So you're together with Archibald. <laughs> exactly, with Archibald. Archibald. We're going to call him Archibald. <laughs> so you're together with Archibald for three years? Yeah, dude. I was actually trying to break up with him like a few months in because I'm like, this guy is not the kind of guy I want to be with because he was... Um... And you figured that when? The first two days? <laughs> and then, you, then no, three years later? It, it was like two months. Um, that's when we got like our first crazy argument where I was like, oh man, this is not the situation I want to be in. How did we get here? Cause he was actually a really close friend of mine and it just, it was, I don't know, man, I'm a really broken person. Like if I need love, I will gravitate to the first thing that is giving me love. And that's pretty much my past. Like that's how I was able so this to. This person just kind of came in at the right time. Exactly. Like you just wanted somebody there and then. Archie Farchie comes right in and Archie comes in and he's like, hey, like, what's up? Like, we've been friends for like, you know, like two years and shit. You might as well take it like another level. Like, fuck, eh? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I mean, I was 19. I didn't know what I was doing. That's crazy because three years is such a huge chunk out of your life. Yeah. And you weren't happy throughout a majority of it. Mm-mm. 
I really wasn't. And what, I, what was so hard for you to be like, hey, this isn't going to work out? Isaac. Because he wasn't Isaac's dad. And so he really hung Isaac over my head a lot. Like he really manipulated me to stay with him because of Isaac. Like so, how, how would he do that? So he would tell me things like, well, you know, you're a single mom. Who's going to love you with a kid? Damn. Yeah. Do you know how to pick some great guys, I dude? Know. That's a fantastic man right there, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So he would say that or he'll be like, um, like, yeah, look at my, my parents. Look at my family. Look at look at how much we love your son. Like, who else is going to love you like that? Who else is going to accept you and your son? I so know. I'd be I like, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt really trapped. So, so. he kind of just made you feel like you weren't important enough to find love elsewhere outside of him because he would be the only person to accept mm -hmm. a, a single mother. Exactly. That's how he made me feel. And he was also five years older than me, too. So he was... I felt very like now in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, wow, like he really just knew how to manipulate my mind and really try to trap me and keep me because once we broke up and I, I finally had it like because we had broken up a million times, but he always manipulated me in a way to continue to be with him. So at this this last time, it was like we breaking off this engagement. There's no fucking way I'm marrying you. There's no way like, yeah. no, I can't marry you. Yeah. Um, and he started stalking my home. And he would text me. He'd be like, hey, like, who's that? Whose car is that parked outside your house? I'm like, it's my aunt's. Like, chill, like, relax. And he was just, like, really clingy. And I was considering moving to San Diego to get away from him because Holy I had shit. no other way out. I was just like, I don't want to be with this guy. He's forcing me to be with him. Like, it's been three years. My son already sees him as, like, a father figure because he really made sure that he ingrained himself in Isaac's wow, head. Wow, he was really using him as a weapon. He was yeah. like, if I know that she doesn't love me, but if this kid loves me, she won't leave me if yep. the kid is attached to me. Exactly, and that's exactly what happened. And the part that really angers me the most, or used to, I really... I'm, I'm fine with it now. Like, I just Not expected me. my Fuck past. Not me. Archie. Suck my nuts, bitch. <laughs> but the part that really would get me is after we broke up, he didn't he never said goodbye to Isaac. He never asked to see him ever again. Mm. He never even blinked, like never asked nothing. And that's the part that really hurt me the most because I'm like, damn, I was stuck with you because of the attachment that you said you had with my son. And now look at what happened after we broke up. And it only confirms that he really was using him. Yeah. That's so fucking crazy. And you said he was a, a friend first. Yeah, we were really close. We were really, really close friends. Um, How did you meet him? So <laughs> I've actually never told this part publicly, but because I feel really bad about it. But the way we met was he was business partners with Isaac's dad. Oh. So there was a moment where all four of us, so he had a girlfriend and all four of us were best friends. Like we hung out all the time. Actually, she was... We shared a room together, me and his his ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah, like we were tight, tight. And uh, once I got pregnant, you know, I moved out with Isaac's dad. And then the girl, she was staying with Archibald until she turned 18 because she was actually a runaway. Mm. And she was living with him from the moment she was 16 up until she turned 18. And when she turned 18, she said, peace, like I'm out. And so she was using him that whole time that they were together. So that was crazy. And so we actually found comfort with each other because I had broken up with Isaac's dad and then he had broken up with his girlfriend and like we were still really good friends. And just... There's two broken people that yeah, found each other. In that, in that moment of weakness, we ended up just finding 
each other and we kind of created a life together for those three years but yeah I feel really bad when I think about the origin of that because well why do you feel bad about that I feel bad because Isaac's dad we actually recently like maybe a year ago squashed it but he really held on to a lot of anger and sadness because that was his best friend too at the time so they weren't able to make their business thing work out so they had a falling out because the business failed and on top of that he personally felt like this dude came in and like swept up his family too mm. and so i felt for isaac's dad because i'm like damn like i i can see how that's really traumatic too for for him and his experience but and then plus I feel kind of like because I really pride myself into knowing that I'm a really loyal person. Yeah. And and so like just thinking about how me and Archibald started, I feel like I was disloyal. You know, like yeah. I feel bad about that that part of it where I feel like damn, like you know, out of everyone I could have turned to, did it have to be that guy, you know? It's hard though because I think you you had a very rough upbringing yourself, and we're we're all finding this out, especially when we get older. We are clearly an extension of the stuff that we experienced when we're younger. We just don't realize it till we're older. Like we always think that we're we're gonna do better and be better than all the experiences that we have when we were a kid. And mind you, we are right, mm -hmm. but there's still it, it kind of just we're just a better form of the shit version that we had before right mm -hmm. so i kind of realized that with my parents too like i say my dad's super rough blah 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 blah. he's done all this other stuff but could you only imagine what his father was like yeah. and that he was he's like a million times better than him right and so now i have to pick up that same torch and try to be better than what my father did my yeah. father's a great guy by the way i'm just saying like he just had a lot of flaws that my grandpa had that he carried on with him and now i have some of those flaws too but with every generation if you are very conscious of the the type of flaws that you don't want to keep mm -hmm. you just become better and better Right. Yeah. And so even for you, too, it's not like your your household growing up was was a stable household. Right. Mm -hmm. Your parents split really early when you were younger. Yeah. And so, you know, that that thing, it's like something that we don't realize is when we don't know or we don't see a stable household. What are we basing it on? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we basing what a stable household is? And so when I even when I would date some of these girls when I was younger, the one thing that is very cyclical that I would always see constantly was the ones that grew up in a broken home tend to for this is completely anecdotal by the way i'm not using this as a blanket statement but their perception of what a healthy relationship wasn't what i thought a healthy relationship was right mm -hmm. so it was you have to do the, the one that i ran to constantly was um they had a definition of what a man should be if they didn't have a father in yeah. their in their life they goes this is what a man is mm -hmm. and in my mind i'm like who the fuck told you that's what a man was? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm I'm the male. Like, I'm telling you that a guy doesn't always have to be this macho fucking guy. But then they're like, no, guy has to take care of this, this, and that. I'm it's like, the hold media. on. media. It's really, because that's, that's where we learn it from. If there's no one directly in our lives that is a direct example of what it should be, yeah. we learn it from the media. Mm. So. And this, it was so weird. And I remember I had a conversation with one of the girls I dated. And she was like, oh, you're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to do all this type of stuff. I was like, no, that's what a dad is supposed to do. I'm not your fucking father. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I'm your fucking boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So you got to do this. You got to do all this other shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who, do you, who are you talking to right now? And then obviously mm -hmm. we broke up. But yeah. that's that That's that weird part. I mean, I think for you too, it's like you feel bad about kind of like the choices that you made. But what what, what example did you have to, to not make those choices? Mm -hmm. And like I said, like broken people always try to fix other broken people too. Because mm -hmm. you feel like nobody understands you except for this one person because they're going through the same thing. Yeah. You know? So, and he did a great job of letting you know, hey... You're broken, remember? Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to fucking take this broken woman? Yeah. 
And so when you were with him and you met Casey, was Casey like one of those like, oh, this is refreshing. This guy told me that nobody would want me, but look at this guy right here. Yeah, you know, that wasn't really a thought I had, but probably subconsciously, I definitely probably felt that. Um, with Casey, though, it was a breath of fresh air because, like I said, he was really the first guy that I felt attracted to and I got excited to be near and that he actually liked me back, too. Because even in school, like every time I had a crush, I was I never, ever told my crushes that I liked them or even let them know that I liked them. So then I would never end up being with a guy that I liked. I always ended up being with a guy that told me that they liked me. So I'd be like, okay, well, I guess this guy likes me, even though I'm not really into this guy. Like that was me in school, like in Mm. high school and stuff. And so I just never knew what it was like to be with someone that I also liked and that they liked me back. (laughs) It's so weird. What in the fuck are you saying, you broken ass woman, dude? (laughs) I know. It's so sad. But he made you feel special. He made you feel wanted. Yeah. And then I also found him attractive, too, because that was like one of the things I had never really had. (laughs) With a, a partner. Oh my God, woman! What are you saying right now? What what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> I just was not physically attracted to a lot of the guys I ended up being with, but I don't know. And like, that says a lot. Casey was pretty greasy back in the day, dude. That <laughs> says a true. lot. You know what I mean? Like I don't because I don't know what these dudes look like, but now I just picture a pile of garbage with two eyes. <laughs> That's all I see. That's so funny. Um, I mean. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to comment, but that's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Because if we look back at some of these old pictures, I'm talking about all of us. We're like, damn, dude, look at that shit, huh? <laughs> and then like, I've never been so physically attracted. Was it what is his mustache and his earrings that got you? Like, what the fuck was it? Honestly, the first thing was like his the his the size of his body. I mean, he wasn't like a bigger guy because somehow I ended up being with bigger guys. And were I don't know how like, that happened. Were they like really big dudes? Yeah. And they were short. <laughs> Not all, like, not super short, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> all these fat guys are like, fuck, man. <laughs> Is this what women think about me when they see me and shit? I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like, man, this I'm with a guy that just fits into a regular shirt. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, he just breathes normal. Damn. Like, when we sit next to each other, he doesn't breathe out of his mouth only. <laughs> It's crazy. Like sometimes... Oh my god, I'm burning up in here. This is like <laughs> that's so fucking funny, dude. Yeah. So you were just with this normal looking dude, and you were just like, dude, this guy's fucking fine, man. <laughs> <laughs> he eats his food. He doesn't touch my food. Oh my it's god, crazy. stop it, David. <laughs> it's too accurate. Stop. <laughs> when we have sex, I don't have to like try to keep his ah, body stop off. It. Shit. This is too accurate. You need to stop. Oh my God. No, no, I know. And then, so that's what makes me feel like, I don't know, man, like Casey and I, we're so good, but we're also so different Yeah. in a lot of ways. You guys grew up way different too. Yeah. Polar opposites. Like we grew up so differently. And so whenever we have our differences come to light, it makes me kind of think like, damn, like, are we a good match? Like, I don't know. Sometimes well, I doubt it because it's really hard to to think about the origin, like the beginning of when we started. Like, was this a good foundation? Is yeah. sometimes when I think about it. You know, Mariel and I are very, very different too, though. We're, I mean, you've seen us. We're, we're the complete fucking opposite. Like, she and yeah. I are night and fucking day. <laughs> but, you know, we always make it work. Yeah, you guys get along really well. You know, like, yeah. I think, like... I think that's the thing that people do notice about me and her a lot. They're like, you know, we've been together for five years, but 
we're always joking around 24 7 mm-hmm. that's how we just are in general like when, when she comes home i'm always because the thing that i mean mariel's cute right but fuck all that other shit right like mm-hmm. I, you guys you guys even know me like i we we just had a conversation at lunch, right? Like mm-hmm. I understand what women are attracted, but you never see me really like drool over women. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's never been that case for me. Like for me and Mariel, the reason why we were, even though we're so fucking different, is that I can always count on to number one make me laugh, no matter what. She makes me fucking laugh all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why I like her so damn much. I even told her like recently, I go, if you die, I hope you know. I'm dying too. Like, there's no other way. There's, I'm Aww. not gonna. I'm not gonna redo this thing. Like it's just. It's nice that I found somebody that understands me. Because number one, she grew up internationally, just traveling all over the world. Her mm-hmm. parents and my parents are fucking different, dude. Mm-hmm. And I grew up really poor and kind of in a ghetto situation, you know. But at the end of the day, I think like, despite all that other stuff, it's more like fundamentally we make each other happy and mm-hmm. that's the, that's the important part right so i think like my my biggest thing that i've always told you or anybody else well from what i've learned from these relationships seeing my parents a lot because they my parents fought all the time when i was a mm-hmm. kid was that there was always effort people are always trying to be better yeah right and so there's never this moment where it goes too far right or too far left i mean people I mean, you know fights get big but there's always somebody trying to figure out why these things are happening mm-hmm. and collectively we're all working towards the same goal so if yeah. i have that that's fine because i know a lot of people who are in relationships who don't try mm-hmm. they just go fuck it this is who i am fuck yeah. it move on right yep. and that's the hard part but yeah, i always see you guys putting that effort in you know yeah that's true that's the part like that's the other side of my head whenever i start having these doubts where i'm like damn like did I like are these are we really going to work out? Because um, I mean, in a marriage, I don't know. I can't speak about I can't speak for everyone. But in my marriage, I definitely feel like sometimes there are moments where I'm like, oh, no, is this going to work? But then what I realized is everyone goes through that and it's the most normal thing ever. For sure. And then that's when the other side of me comes in and says, like, yeah, like exactly what you're saying. Like there's effort put in. We do make each other happy. There are going to be ups and downs, and it's just the most natural and most normal thing ever. And then I end up feeling better. I'm like, okay, good, yeah, we 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 did good. We, because then it sucks to get into that headspace where after you've made such a permanent decision, then you start doubting it. Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, wait, why is my head doing this right now? Like, you're good. Like, we're good. We're happy. We're we're building a beautiful life. Why do I have to doubt it? And I think it's that self sabotaging side of me um that i think has developed after just being fucked over so many times in my life where i'm just like well i mean this is gonna happen you know so do you feel sometimes that um because of all the bad things that's happened to you do you feel almost like you're 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 undeserving of your situation like you have survivor's guilt oh fuck yeah yeah i definitely do because like you know like i I think we we just had a conversation with uh, stephanie sue about that where she feels like Oh, why do I get to have all these great mm-hmm. things that we call that survivor skill, right? Because in your case, too, you didn't realize, like, how great your life would unfold, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't even a part of your plan. There are people in this world who aim to be where you're at, and you, you've you arguably, you know, I wouldn't say just fell into it. You worked hard for what you had, but it wasn't something that was a part of your life that you expected. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, we... We, we have this thought sometimes of like, what would have happened if I did, if this didn't happen? Do I even deserve to be here? Mm-hmm. Are there more talented people out there that would be do better in this space than I would when I didn't even want to be in this position in the yeah. first place, right? 
This podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. If you don't know what Purple is, Purple makes the best mattresses on the market because that thing will caress your body like nothing else. Don't you dare bless your body with nothing else but a purple mattress because it won't be a blessing because it's not a purple mattress. A purple mattress is both soft and firm at the same time. It's hard to explain, but it's something that you need because you don't want it too soft and you don't want it too firm. And much like that porridge, son, you want it just Right. Purple Mattress, by the way, is also developed with some rocket science technology. And that's not me BSing. That's some real stuff. And if you want to try it out, check it out. There's a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. That's insane. Backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping, and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N-84-888. Yeah, all those thoughts are so true. And that's definitely something that my mind gets into that headspace sometimes. And recently, though, I have gotten a lot better in silencing that negative voice because um, just having such an amazing group of friends and support like to really fall back on. And like, you know, you guys are always there to be like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> why is your head even get going there? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Wait, what, what am I thinking about? No, this is. I did work hard for it because when you were saying like how your life just fell into this, but then you ended up giving me credit for it and you said, well, you did work hard for it. Immediately, my mind was like, yeah, I did fall into it. I didn't work for this shit. Yeah. How, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. But then I have to like, it's an internal struggle of like giving yourself that credit and like loving yourself and having like empathy for yourself. And it's, it's hard. I think for the hard part for some of the girls in the situation, like for example, you, there's, <clears throat> there's you, there's Jess, people are like, well, or even like Gio, they're like, well, they, you know, they attach themselves to the right fucking people. Cause yeah. I've, I've read those type of comments. Oh yeah. They Especially come in, hard. Yeah. They come <laughs> hard, you know? And it's, it's so funny how, you know, people all too, also too, you know, they like to discredit people for the success that they have cause they want to be in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel like they deserve what somebody else has, which is like the dumbest fucking mind state to ever have. You yeah. know, it's like it's the ego. It's the ego. It's like, it's not your situation. And if you feel like you deserve it or you could do just as good, then, then fucking do it, dude. Yep. Go fucking find yourself a nice Asian dude and fuck him. Right? <laughs> you should have done it. A nice you, greasy Asian man. That's right. Fine. <laughs> she took a chance. She saw that mustache and that dirty ass earring. And she was like, yeah, that's my ticket right there. <laughs> It's so funny. No, but you know when she met when she met Casey and uh, you know Bart and Joe, we were all broke as fuck. Just to let you guys know, just to let you know, <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke. You know we uh, we were broke as fuck. We Bart was living in uh, this extra house that his mom had, and they mm-hmm. were making a thousand dollars a fucking month, dude. People yeah. don't even know that Bart and Joe were making a thousand dollars a month, and Casey was getting paid more than they were taking away. Mm-hmm. So. There was no money mm-hmm. at the time. And then, you know, there was a, a couple of dramatic things that happened within the group that caused us to flip and decide to really focus on earning a wage. And then things started to turn over for us. But for the longest time, like none of us was making, we weren't making any money at all. Shit was rough. I, was, I, had, I think I was making like 500 bucks a month at that point. I know. You know, recently I had this thought that made me feel like so proud and so like it's just 
so happy for Bart and Gio because I started thinking about when I first met them. Why am I getting emotional? I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Sorry. But that house that you're talking about, um, they, like, they, their room was just the mattress, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know why it's making me so, so happy, Because oh, it's I good guess. to see it. But seeing their home now, and I'm just like, God damn, I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, you guys had that same thing, though. I mean, you guys are... It's 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 crazy. Like when I see these these things that happen all the time, that's why like I don't I don't know if you guys. I'm always like I'm always happy to see you guys all the time, right? And I think that's the great thing about being a part of this group is when when I see one of you guys do really well, it makes me feel good, right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's so like you guys getting engaged and like just seeing everyone's lives and especially seeing from like from when we met. Yeah. And seeing the growth, it's like oh my god, I'm so proud of you guys. Like especially because. You know, I love you guys so much, and it's it's literally like your brother or your sister just succeeding. You're yeah. just so happy. And for all of us, too, you know, even when we start these businesses stuff, you know, Joe, Bart, all of us, we, we were never like, oh, we're going to just invest and then we'll blow up and see what happens. It was literally, even Joe put it, too, he was thinking of a way in case JK didn't work out or our, our stuff didn't work out, that we were going to find a way to make sure that everybody had something, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what those businesses were for. It was like a retirement plan for employees, right? Yeah. And so I think that's the, one of the greatest things that we have in this group is that when we see success in our friends, it makes us feel successful as well. It doesn't take away from who we are as people. It's like, oh, fuck. When Bart, remember when Bart and Jill got their first house? I was so fucking yeah. happy. I don't know why. It's, it's not my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I, I, I have a kid or something, but watching them, being yeah. able to do this is, is pretty fucking amazing. And we know a lot of personal stuff where they've been through a lot of struggles. Mm -hmm. And to see where they're at now, even like, you know, like even Geo too, when we're hanging around um, Taika, she's like, oh, he's crazy. But for some reason, I think it's because I just love that kid so much. <laughs> doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think if it was somebody else's kid, it'd be like, yeah, this kid's fucking insane. But no matter what Taika does, it's probably just because of an extension of how much I love them. When I look at Taika and he's being crazy, I'm like, that's so fucking cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know there's no wrong. Like, Taika could do no wrong. He's he's just the cutest. Yeah, because when I was looking at it, because we just went camping this past weekend. Yeah. And then we were watching, you know, Taika was doing his crazy stuff. And... I, she was like, she's so exhausted because she's watching him all the time. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. This is probably a lot more fun without Taika. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. Because mm -mm. he didn't, not a single time that he bothered me. He even picked up dirt and threw it in my tent. <laughs> yeah, she was telling me yeah. when we got there. I was like, Taika Yeah, he just did picked that? and he went, shit, threw it in my tent. I was like, what the f And I just looked at him. I was like, you cute son of a bitch. I can't believe you could pick up dirt and throw it in my tent. That's so cute. <laughs> I just He's like, so cute. I was like, I should be upset, but I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah, you kind of look at how how we all started and where we're at right now, and it's just, it's pretty freaking amazing, man. I know. I don't know. Like, I, I'm actually surprised I got so emotional because I'm. Like, I did have that thought, and I didn't cry when I was thinking it, but just then Pastor just saying David, it out man. loud. Pastor David, man. Honestly, yeah. I can't even give you all the credit. I cry in everything. Nah, man. I'm sorry, guys, if I made you cry. It's, it's I've been podcast, making everyone cry. You're like the 12th person that cried on this podcast. <laughs> and you know what I think it is, though? I think it's the couches. <laughs> so comfy. Because a lot of podcasts, I feel like they have like this, uh, there's like a table and then you sit at it. Like, I wanted this to just be very conversational and everybody to be relaxed. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, this was supposed to be a comedy podcast and it's not turning out to be that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember when it's I started funny. Genius Spirit, I was like, this is going to be the, the fucking funniest podcast. <laughs> None of these episodes are funny. <laughs> it's 
I think I could be funny somewhere else, but it's just real conversations, you know. But because yeah. I look back and I see how how everybody, specifically even like you and Casey, how you guys started and where you guys are ending up right now, and it's pretty crazy. I always look at your guys' background because I'm I'm very blessed in in my sense. No matter how crazy my childhood was. I still have both my parents around. Mm-hmm. So I got to see these people work out their differences and stick together. And you never had that. And now you're trying to figure out how to do that with this family, right? Yeah. And then you found a guy who truly, truly loves your child that yeah. isn't his blood child. Yeah. You know? And I think like in those moments when he was, you know, when he, I remember when Isaac was at, at the wedding specifically, mm-hmm. you know, and he was calling him dad instead of Casey. I was yeah. like, whoa, that. That threw me off. Or I was like, whoa, look at this moment right here. Mm-hmm. And that just watching that unfold was insane. I mean, I'm pretty sure growing up too, did you ever think that you were going to meet this Asian dude and then <laughs> get married in Paris? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's why, like, you know, you're talking about survivor's guilt. I'm like, I don't, uh, I think I've moved past the point where I don't feel like I've deserved, I deserve my life anymore because yeah. that's just like, an ugly hole to be in um but yeah like for a long time i was like i don't i don't deserve this life like whose life am i living like you know like this is crazy i got married in paris like what are you talking about that what <laughs> like i i that yeah. paris moment was so interesting because i was like man dude because you guys did a great job of keeping your wedding really small Mm-hmm. Right, because I'm having the hardest time doing that shit right now. Like, that list is fucking huge. You know what I mean? Because destination I've, weddings. They I help. know it's because I've kept friends for so fucking long. Yeah. Like I had the same friends since I was like fucking five or two years old. Wow. Like we still keep in touch. Like you met Ray. Ray's yeah. Ray, Ray and I have been friends since I was two years old. And we're still oh, hella good friends. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, I keep friends for a very fucking long time, which mm-hmm. why, which is why I'm the type of person is like if I fuck with you, I fuck with you for life. Yeah. If I hate you, I hate you for fucking life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I stick to my fucking guns. Like if yeah. I dislike somebody it's it's highly apparent mm-hmm. which isn't a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. i mean there's like a very small sect of people that i might really really dislike yeah. but then everybody else i generally like and if i keep a friend for a long time i keep them you know mm-hmm. that's why like when the, during this whole the whole wedding thing it's funny when i would get these random messages especially after this engagement video popped up right mm-hmm. bunch of messages like yo bro when's the wedding and i would just write back what's it matter to you you ain't coming <laughs> <laughs> you know and i'm like brutal thanks <laughs> you know yeah. but they have i have to say that and then, you know i'm saying it in a joking way yeah. but i'm kind of for real too yeah you know because in my mind i'm like the audacity why mm-hmm. the fuck would you come to my wedding dude <laughs> who the fuck are you dude <laughs> You know I, mean? I know people don't realize because I didn't realize this until I was planning a wedding. But you pay for every person that Everything. shows up. Every head has a price tag. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh shit, you're a hundred bucks. You're a hundred bucks. They're like, what about my plus one? Fuck your plus one, dude. <laughs> I don't know them. Yeah. And if you guys aren't married, they're for sure not coming. It's like it's my girlfriend. Fuck your girlfriend, dude. <laughs> How about that? You guys just started dating, fucking bitch. <laughs> That's what I think. It's That's like, funny. what the hell? Like, even my other, my friend, he just had, he said, I don't have a plus one. I'm not like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever, dude. I told Mary, you ain't going. She goes, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, cool. <laughs> go on. And I just go about the wedding because it costs money, man. It does. And people yeah. have this weird thing where it, I find it weird when people don't know their position in their friend's life, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a, a group of people, if I didn't get invited to the wedding, I'd be like, that's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. But a majority of it, it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there was another YouTuber I'll tell you after who, who had a wedding. And mm-hmm. my friend was like, oh, so are you going to his wedding? And I'm like, no, he didn't invite me. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, did something happen? And I was like, no, I don't think we're that close. <laughs> you know, it's like just because we got drunk together a few times doesn't mean that we're really close friends. Yeah. And that's what would happen is like I would meet these people. We get drunk and I'm a 
very happy drunk. Yeah, you know? I know, David. Yeah. You are. I am You're the, very happy. I am the nicest human <laughs> being on fucking earth, right? Yeah. And so next thing you know, like, the people, uh, I got invited to be, oh, this is a crazy shit, right? I actually did a video on this where this dude asked me to be a part of his bridal party. Or his groom, groom's oh, party or whatever. Like, what? A groom party. <laughs> bride, well, bride, bride, with, yeah, so he asked me to, to be the ring bearer. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> be a groomsman. Yeah. And I was talking to him on the phone. And first of all, I don't even know how he got my fucking phone number. That's the weird Damn. part, right? And he goes, hey, man, like, hey, I would really appreciate it if you uh, be a part. I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing right now. but mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, man, congrats. But nah, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't I'm not that close to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And he goes, and what he said to me, which fucking irritated me. He goes, hey, man, like, to be honest with you, like, it's like a, it should be a pretty big honor that, wow. you know, that that's verbatim he said mm-hmm. an honor that, that he asked me to be a oh, part of damn. his fucking and i'm like who the fuck you know i was like yeah. bro i literally said to him i said bro i don't know you but yeah. we got drunk a couple times and we're connected through this other friend yeah but and then i called him up you know the guy that connect, i was like yo did he are you a part of his fucking yeah. like are you one of his groomsmen he goes yeah i was like are you guys even close he goes not really he goes you damn. know he asked me he goes, bro, he's weird. Like, he doesn't actually have a lot of close friends. So, you know, the few times that you guys drank, he thought you guys were buddy-buddy. Oh, wow. And I'm like, fuck no, guy. <laughs> you could, If that guy died tomorrow, I literally wouldn't shed a tear. That's how <laughs> yeah. little I know him. Like, if he died, I'd be like, well, fucking Jerry's dead. And I would <laughs> oh, just move on. His name's not Jerry, by the way. Okay, good. Because he did slip up earlier. <laughs> yeah. But that's why we had the magic of editing, dude. Good. Yeah, well, because f- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't know their position yeah. in your life, and it's very odd where they go. It's because people use that term. That's my friend. Very easy, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. I just go look. No, I know him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they, they. Yeah, I I don't know what that shit's about. And I'm pretty sure that probably happens to you a lot, especially because where you came from, and then people are like, oh, that's. You know, that's Tiff. She's my homegirl. Mm-hmm. You know, now they see like you're in the limelight now. Yeah. I was about to ask you, do you think he was inviting you for the clout? Maybe, but he wouldn't want if he if I actually went to that wedding, that whole wedding, I would have embarrassed him. <laughs> I would have grabbed the mic and I just roasted this dude oh, for in a full fucking hour. I got so drunk once at a wedding where one of my friends was uh, giving the worst best man speech. I, I started know. booing him. That shit was so funny. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I, I was there because I, I didn't get to go. But yeah, I roasted so I roasted the fuck out of this fool on the mic. You know what I mean? Like, that's the last thing that you want me to do because I'll save that wedding in an instant. I was like, Damn. took that shit away. Oh, man. Because I feel like for you, that might that might happen a lot. Where... Um. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I have cousins coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> They're like, oh hey, prima, you know, I'm <laughs> friends with your tia, the, with the cousin and the tia and the cousin and all that stuff. Like, literally so many times removed that we're not even like we don't share the same blood but they're still coming at me like hey and then my mom's telling me she's like hey so this uh this other prima of yours uh they want your phone number and i'm like mom you better not give my phone number out to these people i don't know them yeah i don't give a shit if they're related but they're not related i mean i didn't grow up with these people but yeah that's that's the funniest one is where these all these cousins from all these other angles are coming out and saying hey my, my thing is too when people come out and they're like yo man i'm i'm so fucking proud of you i'm like <laughs> proud of me for what bro who the fuck are you like what are you proud of yeah. like what, what did you did you know me like that like what the <laughs> fuck are you saying right now man they're proud of you david oh you're proud of me 
<laughs> okay, go good job. I'm proud of you too, you fucking loser. <laughs> like what the hell, man? Like it's because they they want something and it always comes it out. Is, yeah. It always comes out later on, right? It's like yep. um, it's like, no, I just wanted to congratulate. What are you talking? Why are you being all stuck up? And then later on it's like, yo, man, like I'm going through some hard time, can't get some money. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so there it is. You want some money. Yeah. Lo and behold, I'm broke, bitch. <laughs> you didn't even fucking know, dude, did you, huh? What you think these businesses just popped up out of nowhere? That's where all my money is, asshole. <laughs> Fucking poor. Like, yeah. And like Stephanie was talking about this too, where she said like uh, people from back and they just come up and they ask her for money. Wow. And, you know, she's like, well, I do well from I should give. I said, no, you don't give those people money mm-hmm. because in my mind, it's like if I have a surplus of money, I'm going to give to the people that really do matter, that do mm-hmm. count, that have supported me and I'll yeah. give it to them. They don't have to pay me back. I'll just fucking give to them. Yeah. And it's weird. And that's where that survivor survivor's guilt comes from. It's yeah. like, oh, shit, maybe I should give it away because yeah. I don't deserve this money. Exactly. You know? Ooh. That does happen. But luckily, I haven't been in situations like that or else, I don't know, I could see myself like Stephanie giving money away. <laughs> Do not give money away. Good thing. Uh, no. Stephanie, she said in the podcast that she doesn't, but she has that guilt. And plus, mm-hmm. her husband's really smart. Mm-hmm. So he's like, nah, you're not doing that type of shit. That's good. Yeah, you know I mean, because I, I, I just don't like, I just hate that shit. I hate it when people say they're proud of you because they want something out of you. Because mm-hmm. it kind of takes away from from the hard work that that you've kind of put in, right? Yeah. Because I think that when when we kind of look at it on a surface area, it's like, okay, well, people, because a lot of people say that they could do what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. Because I would never yeah. say that about somebody else's career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Because like the whole JK party thing happening, everyone's like, dude. I could easily take over your job. Like, why are you even there? Like, you're so blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, please, please come and try <laughs> to play a game with us. I would love that. No, even people, too, they're like, oh, can I be a guest on your podcast? I don't know who they are, but they hit me up on the email. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you can't because you would be the most uninteresting human being on earth. <laughs> I, I already know off the bat. You have nothing to say. Yeah. Like, you literally have nothing to say. Like, people think that they have something to say, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They actually don't because not a lot of people can elaborate on their thoughts. Yeah. You may have been through a lot of things, but if I bring you on this place and it's my job to bring that out of you and the whole time I'm just exhausted trying to talk to you, yeah. it's not going to fucking happen, Mm-mm. you know? Oh, you recently... I didn't even know about this, but what? you recently had... I, you, you're not doing JK Party anymore. Uh, Well, I didn't, I didn't talk about it publicly, but yeah. I mean, behind the scenes, I told the guys, like, yeah... Who the fuck is calling me right now? <laughs> Keep going. This is a podcast. We don't give nine words. You fucking tell. Well, it's your fault for not putting it on silent. Hey, this isn't JK News, right? This is, real, this is some real shit. No more. Because <laughs> I was the one in charge of telling everyone to put their phones on airplane mode. And I really did. All right, but anyway, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention this um, anywhere. But Nikki and I were not gonna do party anymore because JK party fans are really, really something. They like. They, they know what they want and they know that we're not what they want. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you know what? At least for me personally, I've been in JK Party for so many years and I have I have learned to stay far, far, far away from JK Party, the entire channel itself. Like I don't watch any videos. I don't read any comments. I don't go near that channel because for many years it's been so toxic. They like to, from what I used to be exposed to, it's a lot of hate towards the girls. They don't like seeing girls that have any sort of opinion or any sort of um, strategy of playing the game. Hmm. So anytime that any of the girls are competitive at all, like the slightest bit competitive, oh, they're bitches. Oh, they're obnoxious. Oh, my God. How can they take this game so seriously? But we're literally doing the same thing that the guys are doing. It sounds like a bunch of virgins to me. 
Exactly. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, these are people that are watching other people play games. Like, that says a lot no. <laughs> already. So it's like, hey, okay, no worries. You don't want to see us on there, at least for me personally. You don't want to see me on there. This is not a fight worth fighting for me anymore. Like, yeah. especially after this whole drama, because it was this huge ordeal with me and Nikki. We were getting so much hate because we formed an alliance together. And it was an alliance in literally like two videos where we were it was like us two against the rest of the people and it was something like all fun and it's literally fun and games like it's not that serious but people got really annoyed about that and so they anytime we were sitting just we were just sitting next to each other in this other game and they were mad and hating that we were sitting next to each other we weren't even on the same team but we were just on like the same side of the table and we got hate for that like that's how ridiculous it got so it sucks because there's we there's this weird thing mm -hmm. on like jk like the jk world right mm -hmm. because even my fan base to jk is night and fucking day dude like it's night and day mm -hmm. and what i found out later on was that there's a lot of people from my fan, ba fan base that went to JK, but there wasn't a lot of JK people that came over to my my world. Because mm -hmm. when they would come, the Davis So fans would destroy JK yeah. fucking, you know, negativity, and they mm -hmm. would get eaten alive. That's why I fuck with my fans yeah. so fucking much, right? Because they are kind of opinionated, and they will defend me mm -hmm. a lot, right? Because they're like, there's the JK world has this weird 2%. And they comment the most. Yeah, they're the loudest. They're the loudest. Yeah, because right? like it's 90, totally not the not majority. Every, yeah. I 100% know that it's not the majority. But the fact that these loud 2% people, they they tend to form this type of like mob mentality in the comments. And it reflects in like the, the likes and dislikes ratio of the video. And so overall, like like Nikki, Nikki and I felt like, you know what, if our presence here is going to negatively affect the channel it's cool we don't need to be here it's all right like yeah. we were here just to have fun with our friends like yeah this is not that big of a deal we don't have to endure this amount of hate that's coming because it was leaking over to our personal stuff because if it just lived in party the way it's been living in party all these years i'm cool with it like yeah. i don't i don't go there anyway you can hate me all you want on that channel but when you start coming to my dms and commenting on my photos even photos of isaac they were calling me a bitch and telling me that i should die and i'm just like wow you know what i don't need to i don't need to go through this and honestly when those people come over to my personal stuff and they start hating on me like that a good chunk of my brain tells me this is awesome. This is fun. This is engagement because they get to come and it's so easy for me to just delete, block, delete, block, delete, block. And they're they're literally creating new pages. Oh, for sure. Because it bothers them. Yeah, they're creating new pages with like their username as like Tiff is a bitch or some shit like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so flattering. You're taking all this time and energy and effort. Well, that's why I love blocking people because it's, <laughs> it's so fun for me. Like, it's because I know, and this is a really bad personality trait of mine that I really don't care to change because it's hilarious to me that like, because people think that, oh, you block them because it bothers you. I guess to a certain extent. Yeah, but more, of course, we're human. <laughs> yeah, but it, I block them because I know it bothers them more than it more bothers than, me. Exactly. So like, I, so what, my favorite thing to fucking do is that I go, I type some shit, right? And then I 
wait, give it like five minutes because I know that they read it and they're now they're writing their response and then I go block so they can't respond. <laughs> and I'm like tight. And then I wait for them to follow something else. And I'm like, that's probably them too. Then I write something really insensitive and I wait five minutes again and I block again. And I'm like, this is the fun part for me, right? And then Mario's like, why are you so petty? I was like, I don't know. It that makes me laugh. super petty. It, it makes me laugh a lot. I don't know why, but I just crack the fuck up because my life still goes on. Yeah. But I know for a fact for them, Every day, they're going to be thinking about a way to get back at me. Yeah. And I only care enough to make me laugh, which at the same time, eventually it just starts becoming fun. But in the moment, it's pretty fucking hilarious, right? Yeah. Which is why like half the time I just troll people just because it makes me laugh a lot. But I, only only people who deserve it. Not mm-hmm. good people. Good human beings, I don't do this to. Yeah. But I don't even respond to these people, though, because to me, the amount of energy and time and dedication it's taking from for me to delete their cl- their comments, go to their page and press that block, that's already too much that they're getting out of me. Mm. So they're not going to get an ounce more, which is me responding to them. Mm. So I'm just like, you know what? You don't need to live in my world. I can curate my world how I want it. And all these wonderful people get to live in it. And when you come in here and you try to destroy that, you're going to get banned and just leave my world alone. Yeah, I mean, I think people have to understand, too. They go, you should be above it. It's like, well, actually, you're in my world, so I'll respond however the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. This is this is, this is is David Soland, right? You come mm-hmm. to David Soland, guess what? There's some fucking angry-ass bouncers here. <laughs> and that angry-ass bouncer is going to kick you the fuck out, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not the real world. Social media isn't the real world. You're no. 100% right. Yeah. I can curate this world however the fuck I want. Yep. You're right. It's not the real world. I don't even think it's the real world. But if I want to be happy in the land that I create, I'm going to be happy in the land that I create, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm Michael Jackson and this is Neverland. <laughs> all right. I have the sole power to admit somebody into this place. But yeah. my place has adults only. And that's the <laughs> difference. All right. No little kids. That's the fucking difference. I mean, I feel that's like for you too. disclaimer. Yeah. Just, just to let you know. <laughs> just to let <laughs> just you know. Just to let you know. Adults only. Yeah. I think for you, I think it's hard because um, you, like I said, you weren't, you didn't really make that huge conscious choice to be a part of this space. So comments are going to affect you a lot more. Oh because, yeah, they did a lot for yeah. a long time. I mean, now today I can tell you that today negative hate comments, they don't hurt me as much as they used to. Yeah. Obviously I'm still human and my brain is tricked into thinking when I read these negative things that it's my brain thinking that about myself. So I am going to feel a negative emotion about it, but it doesn't like now I'm smart enough to know that that's not my thought. That's not that's not true. They don't know who I am. They're just judging me by like a very small moment that they've seen me in. And so now I know that I can handle negative comments and especially when I can just block them and just prevent them from coming into my space to begin with. But when it I don't know, like when it's affecting the channel, though, like JK Party and it's just it's there's no need for all that like people can just focus on the fun and games and if i'm me being there is going to hinder that then i don't need to be there it's okay I'm yeah it's, it's it's weird just like i said it's just that small amount of people i get bothered by very few comments like comments that bother me is usually have to do with like race issues or number two it would be like some kind of random shit like mariel saw this shit where i got fucking irritated because somebody tagged me in this fucking uh this instagram post right Mm -hmm. and they were talking some big shit they were like oh shit like i saw david so and i fucking told him off and he didn't say shit to me i was like me (laughs) i didn't say shit i was like when did this happen i was like who is this person Mm -hmm. and then you know kind of reflected back on it i was like 
wait a second, I don't know who this person is. This person said hi and then walked away. What? And so they mumbled. <laughs> they might have mumbled something. I didn't hear that shit. Yeah. But, you know, the way they portrayed the story was, oh, yeah, I said some big shit to David So. And he didn't say she's a, this tough guy online. But in person, he wasn't going to say shit wow. to me. So I messaged them back. I was like, hey, so you said some shit to me? I was like, I'm here. You could come by at any time and you could repeat what you said. We'll record the whole situation. If you're such a tough guy, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> Right, because I'm still here. Right, Hi, so David. let's let's talk. Since since you know he, you know he won though, right? Well, this is what happened, right? And then writes P writes back. He goes, he goes, he goes. Oh, bro, I was just really joking. Whatever, I'll take the whole thing down. I was like, bro, just you don't have to take it down, but at least be real about your shit. If you said some shit to me, and you wanted to say something, we could we could have fucking clowned on each other all fucking day. <laughs> let's go, let's get it, right? Yeah. But he just you know he was just like, oh, I guess. He didn't assume that I would have saw it. And I did see it. It's like, yeah. yo, bro. That's what I'm saying. That he won in the end. No, because he, he got your attention, David. He didn't win. You, you know why? You didn't win this Let one. me tell you. That I, he, I did win. <laughs> why? Because I got to sleep. <laughs> you would have lost sleep over this if you I never really, saw I really would have, man. Because it's just <laughs> not me. I was like, did I not say something to somebody that said something to me? That doesn't sound like a David So. <laughs> you know? And I was just like, did that really? I'm like, no. I know I know this guy. He fucking mumbled something and walked away. Wow. But I, I, this happened uh, another time, too, recently. I'm not going to say his fucking name, which we, I don't do, which I really wish I should sometimes. But <laughs> I've, adv- I've been advised not to for fucking legal purposes and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you, guy. But um, <laughs> What's his name? Uh, let's, let's call him uh, Wang. So okay. fucking Wang, right? Little Wang, little Wang. <laughs> um, I heard through a couple of other friends that uh, he. So we met up recently. He came and visited, and I met up with him, and we were chopping it up, chopping it up, or whatever. And mind you, like this guy, I don't even know why I met him up. Like he's somebody that I've known for a very long time, and I don't really like him too much. Mm-hmm. But we were just like friends from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes up, and basically, I get a text like a, a couple weeks later from one of my friends, and he goes like, "Yo." Uh, this guy Wang Wang is saying that you were when you met up you were being all fucking weird and like he told you off and like cursed you out and shit and uh, wow. he said that you know you you kind of like back down or some shit I'm de- letting you know because it doesn't sound like you because yeah. my close friends know who I am right mm-hmm. they're like I was like that what he said I was like what the fuck I was like what why why do you say that like we we just we had ice cream together <laughs> yeah, like, we, we we literally had ice cream together yeah and we were just chopping it up but for some reason he was telling this random story about like how he was like pressing me and then I, about some shit and i kind of like clammed up i didn't say shit and i was like wait what is what does that mean what, i was like what did you, you know say what s- it means though david it's some you should be so fucking flattered because his dick is this small and he needs to make exactly little wing he needs to make up a story because you're portrayed like you're like you said, it, th- there's no way you wouldn't have said something, right? So yeah. in his mind, he's making up the scenario where he feels like he's a big tough shit because he went up against David. So it's a fucking flattering. And it's so weird. Too. <laughs> you know what the weird thing is? It's like, I'm not a mean guy either. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know me. Like yeah. to my friends, I'm the nicest fucking friend on earth. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I started <laughs> getting mad because I was like, hold on. I'm a good friend. I don't even like him that much, but I was I bought him ice cream. And you know how much I love ice cream. Oh yeah. I bought that bitch ice cream. And he just went off telling this stupid story and and it, the part that bothered me the most was that I thought he told this story to like a group of people at one gathering. Mm. But he was telling Oh my god, that's he, even worse. He told individual people multiple times this random Damn. story and I'm like, "What?" What are you saying? So I messaged him, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going back home oh, this, this past face. month. I was like, hey, bro, 
if you have a problem with me, you should have said something. And why are you telling people this random story? He goes, oh, bro, it's not even like that. I was like, no, it is. And I screen cap sent it over. Mm-hmm. I was like, so is everybody lying or is it just you? Mm-hmm. I was like, when I come back, well, let's talk about it. And then we'll see what's up. Right. <laughs> not not like we'll fight, but, you know, probably came off like that way. But I was like, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> you about should it. Let it just leave it. Let it sound like it's like that. Because he's <laughs> shitting his fucking pants right now. Well, what did he think was going to happen? Like they, they just weren't going to say anything. Probably. Yeah. But then he was I'm just like, inflating his own ego. Yeah, it was such a weird <laughs> thing. That's the first time that has ever happened. And I was like, I should have never bought him ice cream, dude. <laughs> That's what you're regretting. <laughs> yeah, I regret it. I took him to my favorite ice cream place, Aww. Salt and Straw. Yeah. So, and I fucking should. God damn it. <laughs> it pissed me off. It's yeah. so annoying. Well, I mean, I'm glad that his lie blew up in his face, though, because now every single person that came to you to get yeah. that shit straight, he looks like the idiot. And the only reason why they came to me, because it sounded so bizarre. Yeah. They're like, wait, why would why would David do that? It's like, yeah, why would I do that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would I? Why would you hit me up? I buy you food and then I talk <laughs> shit about you. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. we would have a fight about that what? That just says a lot about the person he is, too, then. He must do that shit behind other people's backs. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm, my thing is, too, like, what do you gain from doing that to a fucking Z-list celebrity? <laughs> I'm as low on the totem pole of a celebrity that you could ever imagine. Like, I'm at the bottom of the bottom, right? And you're trying to gain fame off of somebody who's barely on YouTube? Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life, bro? Right? So he's the sad, pathetic one. Don't even trip. <sighs> punch him in the fucking face, dude. I just want to punch him in the face. I love how petty you are, though, too. I am like, when petty. I was telling you about those neighbors when we were looking at the homes, there were these... Yeah, you oh. could tell them. You're good. Just let them know. So, <laughs> they know about your whole... Uh, uh, the, finding the, a home. Finding a home thing, yeah. right? So, they're, so, they're looking for this house. And in this area, when they were looking at this home, there's this neighbor who's highly, highly just pro-Trump, fuck immigrants, fuck... And so they had like this picketing sign and they faced it towards Casey and (laughs) Tiff just to let them know that their kind is not allowed. And then the homeowner decides to get in his car, rev up his car and fucking peel the fuck out and go around the whole block just to scare them off. And mind you, as an adult that Tiff is, she goes, well, fuck these people. Who who the fuck cares about them? I'm actually going to egg their house. Because Casey wanted to go up to them and read the sign because they wrote it so small. It was actually kind of hard to read. Pussies. Fucking pussies, dude. But you and Casey are equally as petty, though, because he wanted to go up there and be like, sorry, what? I can't read your sign. What does it say? And you're over there in the... (laughs) You're all like, we're going to go and egg their house right now. I'm going to, no, not only am I going <laughs> to egg their fucking house. I, I said, if I was in your guys' situation, I would have bought that house even if I hated it <laughs> because my existence next to them would ruin their whole life. <laughs> I no, would, dude, that house was shit, but yeah, I, don't care. I love how petty you are. That's I would have awesome. bought that fucking house. I would have sat on the lawn every fucking day <laughs> and I would have worn a MAGA hat. <laughs> just so they can't even hate me even if they want to I'll be like dude you know what fuck these Asian people right I fucking hate slant eyes you know what I'm saying you know us white people fucking white power dude it's so funny I had never experienced racism like that in my life ever that was the one and only time I've ever felt that cause I've always I've always been around Mexicans my own yep. people just my entire life it's always been around the same people and yeah, just trying to look at that house, I was like, "Whoa, these." Monday people. morning, you do tai chi in in the front lawn. <laughs> Tuesday morning, mariachi music. 
three i would do like the craziest tai fucking she is so calm and soothing not it's when i really had that quiet. annoying asian violin playing oh that's stuff yeah <laughs> i just like dude, it's like shit in the morning right there dude i would fucking do that shit that's all the funny. time dude i would rent out a taco cart in the morning and that's what we're having <laughs> and i would invite them to eat every fucking day yeah i would speak in a fucking like a thick ass east la accent to them all the time dude <laughs> good morning neighbor <laughs> Oh my god! I fucking hate people like that, dude. That's so fucking annoying. Like, what does that do for them? Uh, I don't know. They also have a very small wing <laughs> that they have to flaunt. So I'll show them way. my small wing. How about that, dude? <laughs> oh, dude, that's so fucking petty. I know. Oh, that's so fucking annoying. I am. Oh god, I'm gonna egg them so bad, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna egg them so fucking. Dude, bad. I mean, you can just buy that house. You have the money. Aren't you so I, rich? You're giving people money. I am going to buy that fucking house. And I'm literally just going to stare at them all day. I'm actually going to tear one wall down and it's just going to be open into my house so they can see me do all my Asian shit. That's funny. Oh, you stupid sons of bitches. So have you ever experienced racism that way? I've, you know what? Like, I've had moments of racism, but when it happens, because it doesn't happen often, I'm actually kind of like you where it's just like, oh, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. It feels weird. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, oh, I've had this my whole fucking life. That I mean, that's where Casey was coming from, though. Because he really did have that his whole life. Oh. Like, he was in a white neighborhood. He was the only Asian guy for the majority of his, like, upbringing. So, I got where the anger was coming from. But I'm like, baby, it's okay. Just be above it. (laughs) It's so hard to be above it when you could be beneath it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Low-hanging fruit, dude. It's the easy one to grab. And I just want to grab that low-hanging fruit. Why do I got to go all the way to the top? Well, yeah. Because, like, when when I experienced my forms of racism. Like, actually, I remember the first person to ever call me a chink was a black girl. Oh. And I just was, like, shocked. I was like, the fuck, she called me a chink, but she got kicked out of school because of that shit, though. Because oh, we had a very, like, low tolerance to racism at school. Because oh, we had no white people at our school. Mm. And we had, like, every quarter we had, like, a cultural fair where everybody got to bring their own food and sell it. Oh, cool. Like, from, from your ethnicity or culture. So yeah. when that person heard her call me a chink, she got kicked out of school oh, real fast. Good. Fucking bitch. In your <laughs> face. You don't even know I own a black beauty supply store. I could have hooked you up. Your braids were tore <laughs> the fuck up. up. <laughs> yep. Your braids were tore the fuck up, bitch. I could have hooked you up, dude. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. Like that makes sense for Casey because there's a lot of yeah. like Asian fans who can't relate to what I'm talking about because or I can't relate to what they're talking about because I didn't grow up with that type of racism. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it feels like to always look at to be looked at like you're beneath somebody else. Yeah. Right. Because I don't I don't know what that is. Like So when I see white people, I'm just more like they're probably gonna get robbed. You know, <laughs> that's the only thing I think. I don't really, I get uncomfortable around a group of white people only because I haven't been around them. That's the same reason why I get uncomfortable too. Because I remember feeling that uncomfortableness and I'm yeah. like, wait, why Why do I feel so out of place? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm just not used to, like, I totally felt that when I started dating Casey. Mm. And like, uh, we were just around nothing but Asians. Yeah. I'm like, wait, this is weird. I've never felt this feeling that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> like, I know, that big ass Asian Geo. <laughs> <laughs> because she was not Mexican to me at that time. She like, her ethnicity was hidden. And when I found out she was Mexican, my jaw dropped. I was like, que? <laughs> and she speaks Spanish too. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I know. I was like, what? And then I started remembering all the situations where I was expressing how mexican i was and i'm like bitch you could have joined me in that conversation dude, every time you were you were fucking mexican though that you were mexican oh yeah shit, dude. every other word was in spanish now i can't even remember my spanish dude it was so funny because <laughs> when bart told me what her ethnicity was he goes when i tell you what her ethnicity is you're gonna understand everything about her it's gonna click and, mm-hmm. I'm, and he was like i was like what are you what, what is she she's mexican i was like 
everything makes sense. Why? <laughs> fucking attitude. <laughs> I like, yeah, like that fucking attitude that she has. I got that. all makes sense, dude. She's fucking Mexican as hell. I should have known that shit. She threw a chancla at my face. I should have knew. I should have known that shit, dude. So fucking Mexican. That shit's so funny. What did you find out first? It, whether or not or Gio's ethnicity or Barton Joe's? I found out Gio's ethnicity first. I know. You know how I know? Because. Because they were re- they were so hesitant to let you know their ethnicity because of how bad you were at keeping Gio's ethnicity a secret. Well, you know what the thing was? <laughs> it's like, I already knew Joe was Japanese from the jump. Yeah. That's the thing they didn't know. Mm. He looks Japanese as fuck. But it was fucking funny, Like, I though. never told a single person he was Japanese, but I knew he was Japanese the moment I saw his face. And he was like, yeah, people don't know who I am. I was like, how the fuck did they not know who you are? You're <laughs> you're the, mo- like, if you look up fucking Japanese, Joe's face is on it, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I've never told anybody that. And then I think like when when they said that they like the JK people knew, I assumed that it was everybody in JK but uh. me. So when we were having these parties, like I was like, oh, I made a joke about her being Mexican. And she goes, what, what am I? And I was like, oh, shit. Did they not know? I know. And then that's like, when they were like, so, David can't keep a secret. Don't tell David well, anything. It wasn't, that's the thing. They didn't know. Well, it wasn't because I couldn't keep a secret. Yeah. It was because they I didn't know how important I was to that group. Because mm. why would I think that David So, who's not a part of JK, would yeah. know more than all these JK people? So I didn't know how the relationship of how close we were makes sense. until that moment. Yeah. And they're like, no, they don't know. I was like, well, you told me JK and you, they're JK. Yeah. So how was I supposed to know? That's true. You know, they're like, yeah, only these, uh, the, only the close JK people knew. And so I was like, oh, Tom, Tommy's JK, they're JK. And I didn't know what the relationship was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I assumed that everybody knew but me. And I was finally the last to know. Mm. So when I found that, I was like, oh, so they meant JK as in these JK people. Yeah. So that's where I fucked up. I was like, oh, shit. And then that's when I went slipped up. I was like, oh, they don't actually know. Yeah. So I didn't know that <laughs> I was a part of like this exclusive group that the uh, like a few other members didn't know until after that moment, right? Yeah. But I knew Joe was Japanese the moment I saw his fucking face. <laughs> He's Japanese as fuck, dude. Did you ever talk to him about it before they... No, they when he told up? me, he was like... He was like... When I... I got hyper-confirmed when it was in Hawaii. Mm. So when we were in Hawaii... His cousin was like, so how long have you been friends with Masato-kun? And I was like, Masato, huh? I was oh, like, yeah. And I was in the car and then Gio was there and I was flipping through photos. I looked at Gio, I was like, Masato, huh? And she goes... <laughs> <laughs> that was a trip we went to right yeah okay, that's I what i found that. out i was like well it's not what i found out i was yeah. always only hyper confirmed what his yeah. japanese name was but he was like yeah i'm japanese and we can't tell anybody i was like bro i knew you were japanese he says, look at your face yeah you have a japanese ass fucking face <laughs> so when people were like oh he's definitely vietnamese i was like there's no vietnamese guy that looks like joe he's <laughs> fucking japanese dude that's funny yeah so i was kind of sh- i just didn't know what bart was because bart looks korean yeah bart looks, i thought he was korean too. bart looks i know like five people that look like bart so <laughs> bart looks korean as fuck well according to his uh 23 me he is a like little bit two <laughs> percent korean or some shit yeah. like that even so, i am my 23 me says i'm part asian i forgot the percentage too. oh really yeah oh that's crazy i know i was like what yeah it's, cool. it's it's shocking like bart was the hardest when he told me he was uh Ch- i was almost 100 percent sure he was korean mm. Because he knows a lot of inside Korean jokes. And then isn't Kwan also or it's, no? It's a Korean last name yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's he's kind of in this weird, like nebulous area of like he could be Chinese or Korean. Mm. And when I found that out, I was actually shocked. His his was shocking that he was fully Chinese, <laughs> and t- and he even told me that he didn't want to show me that he was Chinese. So because there were times he would eat rice, uh-huh. and he wanted to lift up the bowl and put the chopsticks to his what? face and scoop the rice in, because <laughs> that would have been a big sign. If if I actually and he's smart, because yeah. if I saw him do that, I'm like Chinese. Wow, Korean people don't do that. Korean people will pick up that shit like this and eat it with their face because we're civilized. And so (laughs) 
his fucking ghetto ass refused to do this and scoop the fucking rice in his face. Now he doesn't give a fuck. Now he doesn't give a fuck, dude. Now he just offers me food with his yeah, dirty his, ass fingers. His ashy ass fingers. He did that at the camping trip too. Like oh, th- there was like the little strudel, the guava cream cheese stuff. Yeah. And I was like, there's two left. He goes, oh, I'll eat one and Dave will eat one. And I was grabbing my own. He grabbed it for me. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> dirty ass fucking fingers. He's fucking funny. That thing that you pointed out, how every time, no matter what, if a food, a piece of food falls on the floor, he's like, don't worry, I'll eat it. Like, nobody asked you, bro. Nobody asked you to eat that dirty ass food. He, oh, I woke up to that sound. So I woke up and all I heard was, don't worry, I'll eat it. I was like, what the fuck? I guarantee you nobody said who's going to eat that. That's so funny. Bart's fucking hilarious. But he yeah, is. Joe, I knew he was Japanese from the jump since day one. Oh, okay. And um, I was just always shocked that nobody could figure it out. I was like... I mean, I didn't even... I just thought all Asians were Chinese, man. I didn't know shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, we had we had another friend who actually saw Joe's ID before. And it was his original last name that mm-hmm. he had before Jitsukawa. Yeah. And so that was already the other sign. And I actually found that... I, I, they told me that like a year... Before even I knew him a year. Oh, wow. So, because he knows people, I know people that he knows, and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, do you know what his actual last name is? And they told me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, then for sure he's Japanese. Yeah. You know? Gave it away. And so when he told me his uh, real last name, I was shocked again. I was like, wait, it's not that? And then I found out later uh, on that that was his dad's name. Yeah. So there was a lot of things. So I could keep a motherfucking secret. I kept that secret <laughs> for many years. So. All right. That all makes sense. Now you're you're redeemed in my book. Yeah. In your <laughs> fucking face, dude. And let me tell you something else, dude. I always keep my phone on silent on JK News. Let's talk about that shit. I'm so sick of really? that shit. I would... I, Arguably, people have done it more than me now. In the beginning, it was the most. Later on, it stopped being me as much. How many uh, times did Bart and Joe's shit go off? Joe, I think maybe twice. Bart? No, Joe a lot. No. Uh, a lot. You guys have it so stuck in your fucking head, dude. Really? No, because I'm the one that has to yell at everyone. So I'm yeah. like, You just yell Joe. at me. You preemptively yell at me, dude. Because <laughs> I already feel like it's you. No, You're it's, the troubled child. Let me tell you something. That has a history. You have a bad track record. I have a track record for showing up late. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> because I enjoy it now. <laughs> it's like It's like my shit now. 15 minutes late is where I'm always going to be at. Well, the, you know, originally when we were doing JK News, the reason why I showed up late was because I always showed up too early in the beginning. Uh, I would be waiting outside in oh, my really? fucking car when we first started JK News back in the day. Because yeah. everybody would show up late. So I would be on time waiting outside. And then this was before uh, Julia would come in early to set up the cameras. Because yeah. usually they, she would beat everybody. Mm-hmm. But I would be there. Mm. Just in my car. So I was like, oh, everybody's going to show you know up late. You know funny? Steve is the new you. Like in all senses. Because he's always late too. We're Tight. always holding up the shoot for Steve. I'm like... Steven, come on. See, there's always a good replacement, dude. And Steve <laughs> is holding up that. Steve, don't you ever show up on time, ever. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so beautiful because last time he was. So he was pretty damn late. Mm-hmm. And so Casey right now, he has taken over being like the AD of the shoot because I can't. I was going crazy, like wrangling everyone and mm-hmm. doing the articles and all that shit. I couldn't do it. So Casey came in and he's the one that's been making sure that the shoot moves along. And so it was so funny because we were waiting for Steve. And then once he, everyone gets there, I tell Casey, I'm like, hey, can you give everyone a reminder what the call time is? It's 845. People don't show up till like 915. So Casey does this announcement. I'm like, all right, everyone, especially people on this side of the table. Uh, remember, <laughs> the call time is 845. And then the very next shoot day, Steve was the first one there. Yep. And Casey was late as fuck. <laughs> And, then, and that's why we don't show up on time. No, no, no. But Steve was like, I will show up 
early just to rub it in everyone's faces. <laughs> He's even pettier than you, David. It's so fucking funny. So I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, like there's there's these moments that I remember. It's just me sitting outside, just waiting in my car for people to show up. And also because when we start JK News, what happens is, is like, Joe will start a conversation. And if I get there at 845, we still start at 930. And I'm I like, the fuck, man. I know. So that's why I just started showing up late. I was like, it doesn't matter. We ain't going to start anyways. I know, dude. I hate, That's why Casey has to take over because no one listens to me. Look at this sweet, tender voice. Look at this ASMR ass <laughs> voice, dude. I know. I should do ASMR, huh? M- Mariel actually likes Hey Bitch podcast the most because she likes the way your voice and oh, Nikki's really? voice sounds. Oh, cool. She's very calm and very relaxing. Aww. And then Bose comes in and disrupts the piece. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gio funny. will come in with a, uh, not Gio, uh, fucking Gina will come in with a random cock comment. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about cocks. Yeah, it's going to be like, hey guys, yeah, so, you know, sometimes when it comes to relation, and then Gina's like, you know what's good? A veiny dick. It's like, where the fuck did that come from, Gina? Like, where, where, where the fuck did that come That's from? so funny. <laughs> I know, but do you listen to Hey Bitch, though? Because it's a really great podcast. Everyone should check it out. I personally don't want to listen to you guys talk about dicks. I mean, I get it because you're really close to us. Yeah, so it's a little odd, but everybody else fucking loves it, dude. I know. It's been so amazing seeing the response. Yeah. There's so many people that are hitting us up and saying like, whoa, like this is exactly what I needed. Like, you know, a group of friends that I can listen to. Even guys are hitting us up and saying like, this is exactly what I've been looking for because I don't understand women for shit. So it's been really awesome. They're not going to learn shit though. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to go through the fire. Of course. But it also helps hearing the thought process. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. And that's because like for me, it's just weird. Like I just... Yeah, I'm like. I if you listen. didn't know us, though, do you think you would? Oh, it's a, it's very entertaining, but then I just don't want to hear stories about your guys' <laughs> thoughts on dicks and fucking come in your face, <laughs> and it bothers me. <laughs> I'm like, this is not the thing I want to listen to right now. I'm gonna move on from this right now. But Mariel loves it. I love how you were telling me that Mariel forces you to listen to us. Yeah, that's she so goes, funny. We're like in the car. She goes, "You want to listen to Hey Bitch podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "Absolutely not." But you can listen to it as much as you want. No, because it's very people love it. It's super entertaining. I think it's fun and it's uh it's it's like a lot of open conversation between women that a lot of girls don't have because I think in, in her group specifically, a lot of girls are very closed off. I know. So, I could tell because when I was talking to Mariel in Japan and I was telling her a lot of my personal stuff, she's like, oh, "What?" She doesn't know any I'm of like, this. I'm like, "You're type so of stuff. cute. You're like my little sister." <laughs> yeah, she, she's like her her friends are very demure, and there's a lot of girls yeah. that are like that. So it's kind of refreshing to hear the opposite of that because you know people have these thoughts, but they don't ever say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where that podcast comes in really handy. Yeah, you know? it's been awesome. Even for us too, it's been very therapeutic just for us to get it out there and like just talk about all these things, all these experiences. Like I even um, talked about some personal stuff that I've never talked publicly about. Yeah. And it, it was really nice to see the response too because I got so many DMs and people tweeting at me saying how amazing it was that I was able to be vulnerable and open up about certain things that need to be spoken. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, people are dope. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much uh, fans can surprise us with their support, right? Of course. Because we think that sometimes when we put our information out, we might get vilified instantly. Oh, yeah. But people are a lot more understanding than you think that they are. Yeah. Like I said, it's that 2% that fucks everything up. I know. That 2% is really loud. <laughs> and then yeah. your brain tends to gravitate to that negativity, too. So then, you, like, you know, for you, you feel so entitled to need to defend what it, whatever it is that they're talking shit on. And for me, I'm just like, damn, that's true. They're right. God oh, damn. I don't think it's true at all. I think like you are, 
highly misinformed mm -hmm. and I must inform you that you're wrong. And if yeah. I ever see you in public, I'm slicing your ankles off. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. You know, I definitely feel that too where I'm like, God, I wish you just knew the right answer. Like, I wish you knew the truth. And then like that part ends up taking over. And that's when, at least for me, I'm like, okay, they won. They already won. They got yeah. to me. Like, just to end this podcast on this note, just to talk about untruthful shit, I will never wear socks on this podcast ever. <laughs> you fucking sons of bitches. Oh, I'm wearing socks. They're hey. always like, oh, where's your socks, David? I'm so petty. I'm not wearing socks anymore. <laughs> you should tell them. You, okay, guys, you need to tell, You need to comment and tell David how much you love seeing his toes and how much they wiggle. I will wear socks and tomorrow. And you, you love it. You just love it. <laughs> I will fucking wear socks tomorrow. And then somebody was like, oh, it's like, I hate the way your camera's angled. It should be up so we can see more of this. And I'm like, no, I don't like angling cameras up. And the reason why, it's, it's, it's a literally a quote-unquote director's choice. Because when you have your ca camera angled up, number one, it looks voyeuristic. Mm. It looks like a camera on the wall. Yeah. The reason why I have it low like this, it looks like you're sitting you're here as a part of the conversation. conversation. That's why I don't look doing high cameras because high cameras looks like it's set up so you're watching other two people talk this makes it seem like you're at the table looking at us mm -hmm. so in your fucking face <laughs> well that wraps up this podcast you fucking jackasses uh <laughs> well i had fun yeah that was great yeah. tiffany where can they find you uh my everything is at real underscore tiff and then also on youtube casey and i have our channel it's tiff and case and also, don't forget the Hey Bitch podcast. Of course. You forgot to plug that in, jackass. I didn't. I plugged it in earlier, but you reminded me. So, hey, check me out on Hey Bitch podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing podcast. You guys can catch, uh, you guys can say, you guys can catch uh, the Genius Brain podcast, not the, just Genius Brain podcast, and on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, any kind of audio platform out there, we're on there. Give us that five star. Leave in the comments yeah. below uh, what you thought about the podcast, what you thought about Tiff's personal stories. Is she all crying up here and shit? All I know. sensitive. Why am I so sensitive? Dude, it's all good, man. <laughs> it's on the couch, dude. Everybody's opening up. But it was great talking to you guys, talking to you, Tiff. And uh, we'll see you all next time, motherfuckers. See ya. Peace.